Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for being with us. The Landscape is presented with the support of Delta Dental of Ohio. Find out more by visiting deltadentaloh.com. One of Cleveland's great cultural events begins on March 22nd and runs through April 1st. As the Cleveland International Film Festival gets underway, the 11-day festival will present some 120 feature films and nearly 200 short films. After that in-person viewing ends, the streaming portion of the festival takes place April 2nd through 9th. We're always glad to get up to speed on the festival with its associate director, Patrick Shepard. Patrick, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here, Dan. This is the festival's second full year in Playhouse Square. Now that you've had a chance to take a look at it, how's the move working out for the festival? Oh, we are so lucky as Clevelanders to have Playhouse Square as this incredible cultural asset in downtown Cleveland. We were looking for a new home uh, after all the time we were at Tower City, and uh, we just could not be more honored and privileged to be a a resident company of Playhouse Square and to be screening films in some theaters that were built a hundred years ago uh, and some were even running silent films in their early years so it and you you cannot believe the filmmakers eyes when they walk into those lobbies and walk into those auditoriums uh, they cannot believe their luck while it is a good location you don't have as many screens as you did at Tower City how do you compensate for that Yeah, that's a great question, Dan. So we had 10 auditoriums at Tower City, and they were small auditoriums. They're not anywhere near the the large scale that you see in the Key Bank State Theater, in the Mimi Ohio Theater, in the Allen Theater, in the Upper Allen. So you're correct. There there are fewer numbers of of screenings. We have 192 of them this year uh, between uh, March 22nd, as you referenced at the top, uh, and we run through Saturday April 1st. But what we're really trying to do is is build audience in these new spaces. And, and filmmakers are a part of that uh, equation. But we're also working on more public engagements this year. We've got a new education director by the name of Gabrielle Barrage. And she is uh, doing extraordinary work uh, try, building programs for the general public uh, to engage with during the 11 days of the in-person festival. Last year was the first hybrid festival. You welcomed back audience to live screenings, and you also had those streaming options after having to totally stream because of COVID in 2021. So what was the audience like for in-person last year? Did people return? They did, although it was an unusual time in, in the narrative of the pandemic. We were just coming out of another variant. So there were many of our key stakeholders that did not attend in person. They participated in the streaming festival. But I will say that over the course of the last 12 months, we've seen some local indicators and some national film festival indicators where things are, you know, the numbers are really coming back across the country to film festivals, not necessarily to pre-pandemic levels, but much stronger than the previous year. And as as one gauge for us, we had uh, a program in, February called Get Shorty. Last year we had just about 500 people in the Ohio, and this year we had over 900 people. So we take that as a measure that, and, and it gives us optimism that we will see more people than the 28,000 and change that we saw in 2022. Now I mentioned that the festival is divided into the in-person screenings and, and the streaming services, but during that first week, during the in- the in-person uh, screenings. Can you also stream? Are there opportunities to do that? Or is, that, is it totally waiting for the second portion of it? You know, it, they are two separate and distinct festivals. So you okay. can only see films in person at Playhouse Square from March 22nd through April 1st. And you can only stream 
April 2nd to April 9th. But let me share this because this is another film festival industry uh, trend that's moving. For SIF 47 streams, we've seen an industry trend continue for a second year. So, of course, when we were entirely virtual two years ago, we had 100% of our features and 100% of our shorts online. But for a variety of different reasons, uh, the industry started saying no to placing independent and international films on the streaming platform in 2022. So it, it, it dropped to 60, 60% last year, and it's half this year. Uh, so we strongly encourage, this is a film festival pro tip, as you're prioritizing the films that you want to see, see if, if, if they have one or two screenings at Playhouse Square and also see if they are streaming. So a lot of people want to be able to see as many films as they can, and it's just wise to, to watch those watch those factors. I will say the good news about the streaming platform is that all of the shorts are on there. So we're, there's, a, there's a lot of content and half the feature films. That's the headline. There are many different ways to participate in the festival. You can buy a ticket for a specific movie. You can buy packages. Take us through just a couple of the ways that one can participate. Well, everything can be found at our website at clevelandfilm.org, but there are several levels of membership. The basic level gets you discounts on tickets. There's a distinct uh, Playhouse Square all access pass membership, and there's a distinct SIF 47 streams all access pass membership. So you, uh, depending on what your preferences are in person or streaming, can can make your selections from there. One of the things people enjoy, and it's one of the fun things about if you're a film buff, is you like to stay in and talk to people after the movies. Is that going to continue this year with the, the post-film discussions? Are you going back to that? We are. We are. In fact, uh, we have what we call the, the chat room in the community corner, which is going to take place in the Westfield Studio Theater of the Idea Center. Uh, so on many occasions, we're going to invite the public audience to come over to uh, the, the Idea Center for an extended conversation. But all that being said, so much will happen in the theaters as well. I, mean, I don't have a count of the number of filmmakers because that's, that's still being finalized, but more than 200 filmmakers will likely be in Cleveland uh, from around the world for this festival. And we will, uh, if they are here for their films, we'll have post-film Q&As with them. And, you know, that's what makes a film festival special. It's the opportunity to engage filmmakers uh, after the credits roll on a film. You mentioned that ticket buyers are, of course, an important component of funding the film festival, but you also have sponsors and patrons who help you. How do you continue to get them involved and keep them excited about participating in the festival? Yeah, you know, it's been interesting. I, I, I heard your podcast with Jill Paulson, uh, the, the CEO of Cuyahoga Arts and Culture, and she said something that, that we're very familiar with, that, that the arts and cultural community is in a place where we, we might not reach pre-pandemic levels of finances until 2025. And even then, uh, we, a recession or, or, or some kind of economic slowdown could, could get in the way. So one of our main objectives is to build earned revenue back. And we think that a lot of arts organizations across Cuyahoga County, across Ohio, across the country are struggling with as we bring people back in person at this stage of the pandemic. Um, so we are leaning more heavily on our major individual donors. We are leaning more heavily on our corporate sponsors uh, because pre-pandemic, we had more than 40% of our income uh, that was earned, which meant memberships, which meant ticket sales, which meant 
merchandise, which meant call for entry fees for a film festival because uh, filmmakers pay us to consider their films. So we are we're very we're working very hard to build back better on the financial side of the equation. This episode of the landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. With offices in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dublin, Delta Dental of Ohio is proud to be an industry leader in dental benefits. Together with our customers, providers, and employees, we build a higher standard of oral health care in our communities. And we are more than dental. At Delta Dental of Ohio, we work with entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are committed to improving the health and well-being of all Buckeyes. Together, we are building healthy, smart, vibrant communities for all. Patrick Shepard joins us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. Patrick is the Associate Director of the Cleveland International Film Festival. The 47th Festival begins March 22nd, runs through April 1st in terms of in-person screenings, and then from April 2nd to the 9th, you can stream films at your convenience. Patrick, one of the things that people do at a film festival is their competitions and awards. What are some of the categories for the awards this year? Yeah, we always have a local heroes competition, uh, which is uh, our films that have some connection to Ohio. We have our American Independence competition. We have our uh, Global Health competition, which is a combination of films about the environment and personal wellness. Uh, And that's the great thing about uh, festivals is that the audience has a voice. They they can cast their vote to help determine winners of of prizes of seventy five thousand dollars and up. Uh, so it, we we strongly encourage people to make their voice heard at the film festival, and that all culminates in a closing awards ceremony that'll take place on the evening of Saturday, April first. It'll follow our closing night film. Uh, uh, which is I Like Movies this year, which is a great Canadian narrative about cinephiles, which is going to be great. Um, you say if you want to pick a good movie for a film festival, right? <laughs> it's got a great title, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you, do you have a theme for this year's festival? I know in the past you guys usually have. Yeah, so uh, we it's our marketing campaign theme. So it's uh, look closer, find yourself at the Cleveland International Film Festival. And, and uh, we're going to be... Uh, starting to put up signage in and around Playhouse Square, and it's very bright and exciting, uh, and uh, we really think it's going to pop in and around uh, those great Playhouse Square theaters. You mentioned the closing film. People are always interested in the opening night film and the centerpiece. Let's talk about that opening night film. It is about a beloved children's program. Yeah, it's not every year that we have essentially a family film uh, that's opening night, and it's a great one. Butterfly in the Sky is a documentary, and it's about the television show Reading Rainbow, which ran on PBS for many, many years. LeVar Burton was its star, uh, and uh, we are delighted that we're going to have, we believe, the original producers of that show, along with a film guest or two, uh, for a Q&A after, after that film goes off the screen uh, on Wednesday March 22nd, and then when that reps, we'll invite everybody over to a big party in the Key Bank State Theater on the stage, in the auditorium, and in the lobby. Now, the, the uh, centerpiece film this year is on March 28th. It's about a brilliant TV icon who, if you're of a certain age, you might have had a crush on. I know I did. Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, our centerpiece screening is being Mary Tyler Moore. It's a documentary about her. It's going to take place on Tuesday, March 28th at 7.15. We're going to have the the director in for a post-film conversation after the credits roll. And I, I know I sound like a, 
a broken record there, but that's what happens at the festival so many times. The, the, we have the filmmakers in town, so once the credits roll, uh, we've, we, we've got an audience that's interested in engaging with that filmmaker in the Q&A. The film sounds fascinating. I mean, she was not only a wonderful comedian and a great actress, but she was this major figure in, in, in putting women forward in terms of being, you know, producing their own material. She was a trailblazer in the 1960s on The Dick Van Dyke Show and, of course, her own legendary sitcom that ran from 1970 to 1977. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, so I'm a little bit biased on this film. There are way too many films to discuss, but you did mention the Local Heroes Award, and there are films that have ties to Northeast Ohio. One of them is about a great American hero of the 20th century, Jesse Owens, the great track star. But the film isn't as much about his exploits on the athletic field, about, but something a little bit different. Yeah, Dan, this is a unique partnership that, that uh, partially started out of the Leadership Cleveland class of 2020 that I was in. And I had some colleagues that were involved in, in grafting one of the Jesse Owens Olympic Oaks, the last one that was still alive, here in Ohio. It was at James Ford Rhodes High School. Uh, and unfortunately, the tree has lived its natural life and is, is no, no longer living there. However, Holden Forests and Gardens uh, worked together with the old Brooklyn Community Development Corporation to, to graft the tree and create new Jesse Owens trees. And uh, the first was planted on Arbor Day last year uh, in uh, Rockefeller Park. Um, and it's uh, in University Circle, and, and we believe that there are plans for a Jesse Owens uh, Olympic Plaza that University Circle Incorporated is working on. Uh, but it's, it's quite the, the, the synergy, but it's, it's, it is about the trees, but it's not about the trees. It, it gives us an opportunity to talk about what happened to Jesse Owens after he won those four gold medals in 1936 in Berlin, and how much racism that he endured and how difficult it was for him to find a job. Uh, and of course, there weren't endorsement deals back then. So uh, we're, we're going to have one of the Owens family members on stage uh, alongside people from Holden Forest and Gardens and the Cleveland Metropolitan School District uh, to talk about Jesse Owens and his legacy. Another one of the films that has a Northeast Ohio tie is deals with a book by a Port Clinton native, Robert Putnam, which was titled Bowling Alone, published about two decades ago. He made the case that Americans have become disengaged from their communities and now focus on themselves much more as individuals, and that's sort of hurt the community. What, is, that what, is that what this documentary digs into? Oh, it does. And, and I, I love that you've asked me about this because I think this is going to be a very well uh, sought out film at this festival. And I'm glad to report. And of course, you know, you can't guarantee anything until the plane lands, but we do <laughs> believe that Dr. Putnam is going to be in Cleveland uh, for the weekend that his screenings are taking place. And I, I had never been introduced to this idea that social capital is such a, a, an important common denominator for democracies that thrive. And he's spent much of his entire career uh, on this topic and has had multiple books. Uh, and the bowling alone analogy, as you might know, Dan, that he, he learned that people are bowling more than ever, but the trends for bowling leagues where people do it together on a weekly basis are way down. And that is consistent with 
other civic organizations like women's leagues and Kiwanis and even some types of fraternities and sororities and the like. So, so he's really trying to figure out a way to, to uh, get people back together so that democracies thrive. One of the things that people attend film festivals for is to see foreign films. Anything catch your attention? I know there's plenty, but is there one or two that you're really excited about? Well, Dan, I'd like to mention something we've never done before. Uh, we are presenting a focus on Ukrainian cinema. Oh, wow. And we're partnering with the Odessa International Film Festival. Uh, they, of course, are not able to have their festival in Odessa, Ukraine. Uh, so they are. Uh, there are films that are traveling the world will be the first American stop, uh, first United States stop for 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 these films, uh, and there will be eight feature films and a shorts program. And uh, at this time, we also have a special City Club Friday Forum with the filmmakers that will take place on Friday, March twenty fourth. And 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 we're just delighted to partner with the City Club. We've worked with them. Uh, for so many years, but I believe this is, to my knowledge, our first ever Friday Forum. So this is something we're very much looking forward to. Well, as you say, I mean, the film festival is about going to see great movies, but all the things we've talked about already, how much more it brings the community together. It's just a great event. Patrick, we're always glad you can join us. Thank you, Dan. Patrick Shepard is the Associate Director of the Cleveland International Film Festival. It runs March 22nd through April 1st in Playhouse Square, and then the streaming portion of the festival is April 2nd through the 9th. Patrick joined us for The Landscape, a Crane's Cleveland podcast. We're presented with support of Delta Dental of Ohio. Find out more by visiting deltadentaloh.com. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.